Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 10 of the quarantine of the Potterhood podcast. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. And we are back. Um, it's funny because we're back and it feels like from where we left you in the last episode to where we are now, somehow the world got fucking crazier. Somehow it feels that way, right? Because just as recently as episode um, eight of the quarantine, I was talking about, you know, my experiences and all that. And now here we sit here on June 15th, 2020, 6, 11 p.m. Will, what's going on out here, man? What have you seen that's different or added on from the last time we came to do this? So I think what happened was there was... So the initial event um, was the murder of George Floyd. Then in response to that, tremendous outpouring of love in the form of the protests. Yes. Then, uh, and then my daughter crying because she knows what's going to come next. The media media trying to be shitty and and like divide people with the protests and, and you know, and talk the about thing. the looting. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not only just the media talking about the looting that's wrong, but, but there was another gentleman that just died in police custody. Excuse me, let me take that Oh, well, oh I'm getting to that. I was getting to that. So, Got you. So real quick, because I'm trying to do the full breakdown from how I see it. So gotcha. media is shitty about the protest. In response to the media shittiness, mm-hmm. uh, the people just protest even more peacefully and even more beautifully. Mm-hmm. And even more beyond reproach. So in response to that, hate is love. Now, what happens in response to that love? More hate. So now what you're getting is just random acts of anger and violence against peaceful protesters, against people who have assumed affiliation to peaceful protesters. And that's what you're getting now is just like hate. It's like the tide where it's like, Love comes in, then hate goes out. Then love comes in, then hate goes out. Yeah. And it's like, it's sickening because the more love that people respond with, the more hate there uh, gets returned. Being met with, right. Mm-hmm. Man. That's how I see it. Hey, dog, you won't get too much um, disagreements from me. For me, it's more of, since the last time we all sat here, and guys, we're talking as recently as episode nine when it seemed like things were swinging in the opposite direction. First of all, the media is doing something that I think is drastically irresponsible, right? To where they're letting every single ex-officer or current officer that shot somebody, they're letting them remain anonymous, right? And they keep describing them very vaguely. They keep saying white officers, two white officers, four white officers. They're not adding any identity to these people When you don't do that, instead of making those specific people, those specific officers, the bad guy, you make police the bad guy. And the thing about it is they keep talking to black people. It's like, we're not doing that. It's the media that won't say Derek Chauvin or whatever that animal's name is that helped choke, um, that helped choke um, yeah, George Floyd. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They never mm-hmm. say the other three officers' names. The officers that just killed the gentleman in um, Atlanta, they haven't said their names. They keep describing them in this very mundane, dangerous way. 
And to you people that might think that this this thing is only affecting a certain type of um, black person, um, that's not true. I seen something this week mm, that really pissed me off. And trust me, it was a lot of being not mad, but having that misplaced, those misplaced emotions that you can't really do much with, right? The only thing I can liken it to is, um, I guess it's the same as Harry, Harry, Ron, and Hermione felt when they were on the run listening to the radio all the time. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's like, oh, all the news is bad news. I literally feel like I'm in the middle of a wrestling match and like I'm going against Shawn Michaels and he keeps <laughs> setting me up for Sweet Chin Music. And it's like every single day I keep getting hit in the chin, but I keep getting up again trying to be strong. You know what I mean? Because with this most recent case, they shot a guy in his back twice. Twice. Now, I'm hearing of stories in California where they're find, finding black people hanging. Mm-hmm. Just hanging. And these animals are trying to convince us that it's suicide. No. That's crazy. No, everybody no. knows. Everybody knows. Nobody's believing that. Of course not. But see, you remember how in Harry Potter when they said um, when it started to break down and things started to go back to the old ways and they were like, people are going missing and the mm-hmm. ministry was trying to cover it up? Let me tell you mm-hmm. something about old English, right? And when I say old English, that's not a term that I use that means, um, you know, the way that they used to talk in England, whatever. No, 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 no. Old English is a type of phrasing, a type of language that people use. The president does it a lot. You incite people by saying one thing publicly and you say it in a certain way, whereas the normal person who's listening to you, they just hear it, let it pass, go, that was weird. And then the people that you're talking to that actually understand what you're saying, they get, they get incited. And then they go out and do whatever it is they thought you were saying. And you come out and tell the regular people, oh, what I was actually saying was blah, blah, blah. Here's what I mean. Nobody else finds it weird that police in general, cops, the whole system comes from the old slavery overseer system, right? And then Los Angeles, I believe, said they were going to defund their police department, right? Mm-hmm. They were going to start redirecting some money. Then the next thing you know, something that was originally born out of the KKK, not originally born out of the KKK, but something that once the KKK became a thing and they started to disperse into jobs, they heads of police departments, oh yeah, oh yeah. And now all of a sudden, after the police departments start getting defunded, two black men within 50 miles of each other just ended up hanging from trees. After the president came out and said some irresponsible shit, like we need to dominate, you think I think that this is a coincidence? Nah, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I don't think this is a coincidence at all. And if you're listening to this and you're not from the United States, I think that you should write some papers on what's really happening. Because to think you can have a leader, yeah, I'm telling you, he's really Cornelius Fudge, bro. To think you can have a leader that can say something is irresponsible to people, like we need to dominate. Do you know what type of thing that sets off in the wrong mind? Shit like that is what incites people like Dylan Roof, dog. It's stuff like that that makes it dangerous. When the media keeps throwing these things, bro, I'm telling you, I woke up today after looking at what happened in Atlanta 
and I didn't want to get out of bed. And I ain't white. I ain't this emotional. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. then a friend of mine, Jay Farrow, right? Did you see what happened with him? No, I saw that he, uh, did, I saw that he spoke about, did he get like. Oh, so let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. Go so not only did he have a situation with the police, but he could have been very much so George Floyd. Yeah. Right. Because there's even video out. So any of you guys listening, you can look it up. Jay Farrell, comedian who used to be on Saturday Night Live, the show White Famous, the impressionist, the stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had him on the ground in California somewhere. Four cops just jumped out on him. Guns drunk, right? Yeah. He was going for a job. Yeah. He works out every day. He's going for his job. These officers come out. Guns in hand. Guns in hand. Mm-hmm. They show up. Guns in hand, tell him to get on the ground. They tell him to get on the ground. After the man gets on the ground, and he goes, yo, what is this all about? The best they had to tell him is, you fit a description of a black man in this area. Hmm. Right? 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 Then he says, yo, if you Google me, you'll figure out that you're making a big mistake. As he's telling them this, they had their knees on his back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're on top of them. Now, this is Jay Fowler from Saturday Night Live. They, one of them actually went off to the side and Googled them. And was like, oh, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. They had cuffed them already. Dude had never been cuffed before in his life. He said, get these fucking cuffs off. Here's my anger. And I'm telling you, when I saw this, I got, I got violently mad. Because this is a really, really good friend of mine. If he didn't tell you to Google him, or if one of those cops just didn't Google him, then you telling me that my homie could be dead? And if any of you with ears are out there listening to this, you know because of what you've seen. The answer is yeah. My friend could have been dead because he went for a jog. And what was the description, bro? A black, you fit the description of a black man in this area. Now, isn't that ridiculously vague? Yeah, for New York City? That's no, that's this didn't what, happen in New York. This happened in California. Still, it applies, that description applies to hundreds of thousands of people within and miles. And that's my point. Black guy in this area, I'm literally those things. No, I think you're 100% right about uh, just that this is, um, this is insidious. Like, this is definitely... The cop, I mean, if you like the, the lynchings, that is the level of this where you're like, this is like a, this is like a war. This is, and it's a one way war because there's not really a lot of violence going the other way. There's no violence coming from the other way. Even that, um, Wendy's that blew up in, um, Atlanta where they killed, um, the guy yet. Black people didn't set that on fire. That was a white lady. Yeah. Go figure. They don't say that part of the news. All they say on the news is the Wendy's was set on fire. Yeah. Just like when white officers kill black civilians, they don't say the officer's name. The officer lives in the, they're anonymous. And they other, keep, they, you know, they're still anonymous, dog. Think about know, it. They'll parade a crying family around day after day mm-hmm. after day after day after day. The worst days of their life, they'll have them crying on your television. I can recognize George Floyd's brother by the crow's feet you get on the side of your face when you're bawling crying. That's how many times they played it on television. But 
I can't tell you what Derek, whatever his name is, ex-wife looks like. And that's what makes me angry. Because well, you'll make that. Yeah, there's a theory behind that, like a sociological theory, which is the idea that part of the reason that the media shows so many images of grieving black people after an atrocity is because mm-hmm. they're trying to program into the minds of young of kids that this is the status quo, which is mm-hmm. an insane thing to think about. But once you realize the capacity for that to be true, even if it's not intentional, even if who said I mean, it's okay, not intentional? Sure, I'm Who trying to give. I'm trying to give CNN the benefit of, just because. What? Yeah, you're right. Okay, so nope. even so, let's say. Okay, so it's intentional. So CNN's doing mm-hmm. this intentionally at this point, even if when they, they started, okay, yeah, all of them. I think and you wanna know di- why? You wanna know why? Yeah. And again, because this is a Harry Potter podcast, I'm gonna try to keep it as close to this as I can, right? Here's why I say it's intentional, because there's some of you that are gonna listen to this, but no, Nico, that, there's no way. Think about the country that we live in. Think about it for real. Think about it for real. Don't think about it in the way they tell you. Think about it for real. The country that we live in, we were talking about Avatar The Last Airbender not too long ago. The United States of America is the fire nation. We were all taught taught one great big lie. One great big lie. That this is the land of the free and home of the brave. No, it isn't. The people at the top 1% are the descendants of ancient slave drivers that turned into managers that never had the power to do anything. (laughs) All they had was imagination. The people that made, that have the money from the railroad didn't create the railroad. They didn't actually go out there and bang anything together. They told people that were stronger than they are to do that. Okay. When you said managers, I was thinking of like showbiz managers. No, but that's exactly what they are. I mean, yeah, look yeah, at the but for everybody. Structure. Look at this entire structure of this country. When you look at entertainment, when you look at most businesses, right? Mm-hmm. They all became managers of some kind. A CEO is just a top level manager. If well, everybody that's in music, entertainment, or anything, if we all made all the money we generated, we'd all be billionaires. None of the CEOs would be. Well, then, I mean, if you look at it through that way, like your friend just had his movie come out. Um, movie did very successfully. AMC mm-hmm. tried to sabotage that movie just because that movie was affiliated with a different umbrella business than AMC. Like they're not, you know, it, like AMC doesn't care about Pete Davidson as a person, but they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this business endeavor being done by our rival that doesn't benefit us mm-hmm. because right now the uh, the movie theaters are in like a rivalry with the video on demand service because. Really, because like movie theaters are, we can also cut all this out if, mm-hmm. if Max and you guys want to. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's what it looks like is like videos. Well, yeah, people have written about it that uh, video demand and uh, movie theaters are in like an, an intense uh, rivalry. Actually, but I want to circle back to this because it's so important. Please. I think that you are very right to, uh, to be concerned that cops are behind these fake suicides. And really like... I say fake suicides because people need to understand how serious it is. Like, okay, maybe, no, you know what? I'm not going to do the thing. Let's investigate these things that seem like fake suicides. Yes. Look, look into your own, look into your own brains and think about what you just saw. Think about the fact that all of you that just got newly woken up, you just saw, you just saw 
George Floyd get murdered by police officers. And then the report that the police put out, their autopsy found that he died of something else. Oh, he had the coronavirus. An underlying condition killed him. No, it didn't. Because yeah. as soon as you got a real coroner to do an autopsy, they said straight up, no, it's what you thought it was. It was the knee in his neck that kept him from breathing. So he, he died of asphyxiation. So they'll, they've told you already that they will lie to you about exactly what happened. So if you would then believe because it makes you feel better, because America wouldn't do that in 2020, yes, the fuck they would. And then yes, when people, I mean, the whole thing when, uh, going back a few months, when people, when uh, it was clear that Jeffrey Epstein had a fake suicide or fishy suicide, and people mm. were like, why investigate? He's just a pedophile. Who cares? This is why investigate, because... It, it, there is a good reason to put a line in the sand of like, you can't just get away with stuff because mm -hmm. we don't trust you guys to do it. Like, okay, if the U.S. government was only Merkley killing pedophiles, that'd be one thing. But mm -hmm. U.S. government, you know, a lot of but people. But then the only one that ends up dead is the one with all the connections to everybody. Yeah. No, that I mean, one? it's. It's just an untrustworthy entity. At the end of the day, that's why we need transparency in government. It's like the U.S. government's like a dude who cheats all the time, and you're like, okay, you're great, but I need to be able to go into your phone. Like, I can't. What it, what it, what it really date. is is that, because, again, I'm telling you it feels like Order of the Phoenix, and it feels like when Voldemort came back, and Fudge was like, no, it's not real. It's not happening. Dementors in muggle neighborhoods, that kind of shit. Yes. And Fudge is like, it, it didn't, there were no Dementors. Right. And meanwhile, everybody's like, yo, there's proof everywhere. So, guys, we're going to get started regular, but I want y'all to know that we see everything that's happening. And yeah. it's really, really a lot. Okay? Yeah. It's really, really a lot. But even with it being a lot, our job is to bring joy. And we do that through the medium of this podcast. So we will sprinkle in all of our social commentary. You will enjoy it or you will not. But I want you to know from my side, I don't care. I don't care. Once the lynchings and all that, once I saw that, once I saw that a black kid was hanging in California from a tree and then another one, I don't care what happens as far as the response if it's found out if it's found out that people actually went and hung these people whatever the response is is appropriate yeah i don't uh, want to hear the media say anything i don't want to hear anybody say anything if somebody went and took those kids out of some place and did that to them, whatever happens next, for me personally, no, no, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, having said that, hmm. Go for it. Yeah. I was gonna say, having said that, we will all take a deep breath, everybody within the sound of our voice, on the count of 10, you'll inhale, you'll exhale, and then we're gonna go on and get started. Uh, before so we before we do the deep breath, can I mm -hmm. say one thing about this? You, you so, can say ten things. All right. So uh, I've just been talking to a lot of my friends, and uh, and 
been trying to figure out a way that uh, we can use this platform to be helpful in mm-hmm. regards to this stuff. And uh, he, what, tell me, this is what I'm thinking, Nico, and you can tell me if you think this is a good idea. So specifically, because um, I don't want to put anybody in a dangerous situation. Yeah. Um, that's not my intention. So specifically, mm-hmm. this is going out predominantly to uh, white allies listening, but anybody listening who wants to partake in this, feel mm-hmm. free. I think one uh, thing that is a really uh, helpful way to stress how important an issue this is, if you're a young person and you feel powerless, and especially if you live in a small town or an area where there's not a protest going on. Or there's not a lot of support for protests sure. going on. Great. Yes. And uh, if you don't have a, especially this goes if you're a white ally, cause then it's a lot safer of a proposition. One thing you can do is you can go to your local government buildings during the daytime and you can graffiti the Harry Potter glasses and scar onto your building and right next to it, BLM for Black Lives Matter, and just get out of it. That should only take about 30, 45 seconds. It should be a very safe proposition if you make it clear that you are a white person doing this, (laughs) and then you just take a picture, put it on Instagram, tag your town. If you want to, if you don't want to, just leave it there so that people in your town have to spend $50 to clean it up, and they know that not fixing this issue is going to cost them money money. in the long term. Very good. Yeah, what do you think? I I, I think it's a fine idea. I just hope that um, nobody, don't tag it because then you have to use your own um, profiles for that. So don't tag it. Yeah, Yeah. send it to a friend and have them tag it. You can send us, you can email us. We'll post it and tag it. How about that? Because we're not there, you know what I mean? And we don't know where it came from. Cool, yeah. So you can email uh, you can email me at willposnan at gmail.com. You and, can definitely uh, email Will for all that shit. <laughs> yeah, and you can send it to me on Instagram, and I will post that stuff on my Instagram when I get it. With a, ha- with a hashtag, Potterhood Resistance. How's that? Yes, beautiful. Perfect. Here's what, um, here's what I suggest, and I'm, it sound, might sound like a joke, but I'm being dead serious. I think that moving forward, I think police should be completely um, defunded. Completely, 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 Mm -hmm. completely, 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 completely. And if you're listening to this and you're a cop, yeah, you too. Completely. (laughs) I think we need a one-year complete reset. If you still work on the force, you work on the force and you still get paid your salary, right? But all all the extra accoutrements, no, no, no. (laughs) For a year, we all going to relax. You know what I'm saying? They still going to get paid. Just no accoutrements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your sick days, all that. You're going to pull all of that away. I want to create a task force that works in every single, every single neighborhood. I'm talking every single block. A task force of 40 people on every block within the city. And I want them all to be outfitted with military-grade water guns, right? (laughs) Their job is they are to patrol police officers and the only way a cop can make an arrest in any area and i don't care if 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 the if there's not any of these people around you cannot make an arrest you have to make an arrest with the people from that community board that have the high pressure uh, water guns and if a cop gets out of hand 
it's up to that person to spray them with the water gun to calm them down like a cat. You understand? I like so when you see when you see them tasing somebody that's already handcuffed, spritz them, get them up off them. <laughs> when you see a male cop trying to search a female that's obviously asked for a female officer to do that, but there's no female officers there and they still persist, spray them with that water, get them up off that person. Yeah. Because it needs to be checks and balances. That's all I'm saying. And Just then once the checks and balances are in place, you go back and you pull up all the records. Anybody that has more than three, and I mean that more than three. You can go lower. About, oh, I, I, were, I, I, yeah. I could go lower, but I also understand people, Yeah. right? Anybody that has more than three complaints, especially, and anybody that has more than two detailed complaints, fired. Yeah. Fired. Anyone that's killed in police custody or that dies in police custody because of anything that they did, fired. No, and the city doesn't pay anything for you. You lose all of your stuff. Use all your stuff because nobody wants your blood money. If you kill my kid, I don't want your blood money. I want your house. I don't want a million dollars from the city. I want your kids to be homeless. That's what I want because at least your kids are alive. My kids are dead. So I want your house. Okay. I want your family to be homeless and I want them to know that you cared so little about them that you did that. I want, if you're a police officer, I want everything that you have to be on the line. So when you step out of line like this and you go against the community that you're supposed to serve and protect, not only should you do jail time, everything that depended on you should crumble because that's the same way that every single family that you've destroyed feels. Yeah. And then that way, nobody gets hurt. You go to prison like a murderer should. Your family's homeless and they do what they have to. The same way that the family who was made, who wasn't whole after you destroyed their child, their son, their daughter, you know what I'm saying? Or whomever. You know what's crazy? Kill- hmm. Is that people will, some people will hear that and hmm. they will be mad at you for wanting a more significant punishment for murder. They'll be madder yes. at that part than that the murders that are happening. Yes, and they're mad because I'm talking about police. They're not mad. If I was talking about murdering murderers, oh, that, that would be no problem. But there's something about that 12-hour departure from humanity that some quote-unquote officers seem to take that seems to be fine with most people because of the job. Fuck your job. Fuck your uniform. It doesn't give you the right to end the lives of people that you're supposed to protect, you cowards. And if you're a good cop that's ever washed any of your back, oh, don't, don't worry, this just cops hitting me up. If you ever <laughs> washed one of your bad cop friends, because every good cop knows bad cop, they all know each other. Bro, who cares about him? the job? Who's better at their job than Bill Cosby? The greatest well, of all time well, in his art well, form? Well, you want to cut that out too, Maxie? No, but like <sighs> being good at your job doesn't excuse you ruining the lives of people everywhere. No, 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 but that's Bill not Cosby's what I'm saying. The best. No, no, I'm saying, but if somebody's like, oh, but I need, I need all of this protection around me so that I can be good at my job, it's like, yeah. You but know what's funny? Is that even the places where people think that we need all this policing in these neighborhoods, have no policing in their neighborhoods. The suburbs has so yeah. little policing. So little policing. Dude. It's like, that's what we want. We just want to not see you. Yeah. We want to not see you. And then when we see 
you, we want you to have some respect. It's so weird. The safest neighborhoods, no cops, tons of trees. Right. Right. And things for kids to do. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking how that drives crime way down, ain't it? Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing with defund the police is the money that's spent on buying them rocket launchers and new cars every year. Instead, mm-hmm. that money will be invested into communities. Like the city of Camden in New Jersey, which three years ago was the worst city in New Jersey. And mm-hmm. now, you know, where I live in Newark and Irvington and a few other places, we're worse than Camden because Camden defunded their cops and reallocated their resources. And, you know, yes, we all need to do that. Look, the United States across the board, we spent enough money on defense. OK, we have more nuclear weapons than anybody. You, you can't fuck with us. What are we making more for? <laughs> you can shoot everything. Even if somebody made something new, you can shoot that, too. We have enough. <laughs> It's over. Let it we go. Have, we have put, so much. We don't put enough money in the people actually living. We put a lot more money in things that can kill. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of the biggest hypocrisies about the land of the free, home of the brave. Bullshit. <laughs> the brave would have done something brave like pay off reparations. That would be nice. That'd be nice. That'd end a lot of what we're talking about. That'll end a lot of it. Brave a lot of this like- wouldn't matter. It wouldn't heal racism, of course. But it'll help drive it out. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Well, that's... Um, yeah. Shoot, yeah, shoot. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that, I mean, if we're if our goal is bravery, we see that China and Russia are these big, scary powers. Like, do it, flexing on our own citizens for wanting equality is mm-hmm. the least brave thing you can do in this current day. And they do it all the time it's yeah. literally us versus the mentors it feels like but mm-hmm. that's not to say that it's all bad that's not to say that it's all bad that is not to say that it's all bad now having said that we're going to get into everything that's not bad ladies and gentlemen believe it or not this is about to be the start of the episode the following podcast is part of the underdog sports podcast network for advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. It's been, besides everything that's been, you know, crazy, it's not been a bad week. It's not been a bad week. In fact, I seen something really dope over the weekend. My buddy's movie came out. The King of Staten Island premiered on video on demand this weekend. So, I don't know, have we started that already? Have we started that? We have not started the movie, but I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it? I'm going to watch it probably this week. Definitely this week, but maybe. So, you can, hmm. You watched it? You know the story enough, right? (laughs) Uh, 
I know the basics. I know the premise of it. You know the um, premise of it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll sort it this week, and you watch yeah. the movie and come back and tell me cool. if you agree with me. For Perfect. sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen The King of Staten Island, that's starring Pete Davidson, and it was dope, dog. It was really dope to watch. And I'm not one of those people that, like, gets choked up a lot when they see something dope happen for their friends. But I watched that movie, right? And there were a lot of comedians in there. You just that... froze. Oh, okay. Am I good now? Max, is he frozen on yours, too? Uh, no, he didn't freeze for me. Okay. We good? <laughs> yeah. All right. Gotcha. All so, right. One thing about the movie that was so dope is that all the comedians that were in it, like off the New York comedy scene, were all comedians that really could have used the look that like that. You know what I'm saying? And they all killed it. Carly, Derek, uh, Lisa Traeger, fucking Keith Robinson was in it, Rich Voss, Bonnie McFarlane, Mike Vecchione destroyed. But dog, watching Pete and Bill Burr actually play off each other, amazing. So for those reasons, because the movie had a lot of heart in it, it really opened up about whatever Pete's thing is, whatever his mental stuff is, he really fell into whatever that shit is. There's one scene where he takes a baseball bat. Whoa, no spoilers. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. But well, you got to just say no spoilers for the people, but now you can, now you can say whatever. Got you. No spoilers. <laughs> but, spoiler alert, there's one scene where... I forget what happens, but he takes like a baseball bat and just starts beating the fucking wall. And I don't know nothing about movies or acting, <laughs> but that dude fell into whatever that crazy is, dog. I was sitting here like, yo, this is wild. But then Bill Burr, I've never really seen Bill Burr act. Dog, he murdered. Oh, yeah? He murdered. He acted They're so both good actors. Bro. I, I ain't know it like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know it like that. Because when you watch SNL, it's like they only let him do a couple of different types of characters, right? So I've yeah. seen him play the rapper and all that stuff. But actually seeing a homie dig and go that crazy, it's like, shit, we're actually seeing something dope. And for those reasons, and because they dug so deep into whatever his um, thing like is, it. I'm going to sort it into... Gryffindor. Okay. And the reason that I did that it's taking me a second is because I was thinking between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, right? Because I think it was brave to go into whatever his thing is, how deeply he went into it. And the Ravenclaw in me was um the reason I was thinking Ravenclaw too is because there's parts in the movie that I think are very, 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 very smart, right? So where it's like, I'm telling you basically the ending of a story that I've told you already, then everything after this will be the growth. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like, he's told you parts of this already. He told you that he lost his dad when he was young, right? He's told you that he has his mental stuff that he deals with, right? And he's told you that he, you know, lives at home or whatever. And now actually taking those things and expounding on them. It's like, I've been telling you this the whole time. Now here's the, here's that story. And now that book is closed. So it seems complete. You know what I mean? So in that regard, I think it's really smart and Ravenclaw. But I think it's brave. I think it's really revealing and so revealing that 
it falls into that um like Gryffindor's bullheadedness of I'm taking this and I'm running with it. So for those reasons, I'm going Gryffindor 75% with a 25% Ravenclaw. I mean, I'm excited for it. I uh, it I thought Pete's acting in Big Time Adolescence was really good. And then mm-hmm. like Steve Buscemi uh, yeah. is in some of my favorite stuff ever. Like I was recently rewatching his season mm-hmm. of, the, of The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable because it's like him and James Gandolfini and they're in so mm-hmm. many scenes together. And it's just one of those things where it's like, when two guys are perfectly cast and they're perfectly mm. playing off of each other. Yeah. That's like the dynamic you said with Pete and Bill. And it's just like, it's, they, it's they, just like they, they're making each other better, but they're also competing. That's what you want with two great actors. Sometimes. What, what, whatever it is, I thought it was great dog. And to see, and like I said, to see some of the comics that I saw in the movie, get a chance to kill it. that have been dope for years. Amazing. And it's not too many times, and you know, where you can actually watch something and go, "Oh yeah, something dope is really happening here." You know what I mean? So for those reasons, Gryffindor will get to watch it hopefully before we come back and record the next episode, and he'll be able to sort it himself. Buddy, yeah. we're doing something a little interesting today. Yeah, we're doing something a little interesting today. You want to tell them, or should I? Why? Why don't you? Because it was your idea. Okay. Now, y'all remember in Order of the Phoenix, and you know by now I've been saying this whole time feels a lot like the um, Order of the Phoenix. And because of that, you remember how Order of the Phoenix, they, took, they put Harry on trial? So I want to do that for the United States of America. You will be the jury. You all will be the jury. Me and Will are just going to present evidence, however we present evidence. I'm not necessarily um, a prosecutor, but I am. Will is not a witness for the defense. We're just gonna talk to you the way we talk to you and think of it in that context of the United States on trial. Will, does that sound okay to you? That's great. Okay. Max, if you wanna jump in at any time, feel free, but I'll start. I personally would like to create a motion to put the United States on trial for a backlog of murder that they have not paid for within the last 65 years. That goes from everyone from civil rights leaders to local um, leaders that they've had surveillance on that might have been illegal. I want there to be 100 percent. You know, some people might disagree with me, but I want all reparations that were promised to be paid to descendants of slaves. I want it to be paid expeditiously. And I would like that to happen over the next 30 years. And some people might ask, well, how would that be practical? Why would that be practical? Well, the reason why it would be practical is because the Americans, the black Americans who came, who were forced to work over here for free, were promised 40 acres and a mule. Now, that promise would a hundred percent just about even out the 400 year head start created for our counterparts. It would even us up. So if you have a problem with reparations, understand that you have a problem with evening us up. So no matter what side of the fence you might be on, or if you're a fence sitter yourself, you or the jury can decide whether you think 
black people should be paid the money that they were promised as descendants of slaves. You might be thinking, well, how could you possibly prove you're a descendant of slaves? Well, I can't speak for anybody, but my full name is Nico White. And you can look at me and definitely tell that uh, you don't really get that. Just going down the generations from a bunch of people that look like me. Because that's an Irish last name. And guess what, but nigga? I ain't Irish. At least, <laughs> not this generation. So, America. I would like to bring them up on charges for obstruction of justice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big obstructions of justice. Not only for... Um, the people that they've killed in their time that from the indigenous to um you know everyone else but i'm talking something as simple as the experiments you know what i'm saying if you don't know they experimented on black people that went to war to fight for this country they gave them things like syphilis just to see how it would affect them there's been no recourse for that and the military that you love so much did that. So I, I need people to be spoken to. I need that stuff to be paid up. I need the money to um, be completely erased. I need all the faces off money to come off. Money should just have numbers on it. You want some no, no new faces? No or new faces, no old right. faces, just numbers. Can it be stuff? Can like it be pictures like the Grand Canyon and stuff? Sure, 100%. Okay. Sure, it could be anything. Just no faces. Because all of the... I want a complete ban of the forefathers. Yeah. Because they're all trash. They're Fair all enough. trash. Yeah, yeah, If we're taking down statues and Cosby could be Even in prison... Even Sam Adams? You don't like Sam Adams? <laughs> I don't like the beer. They all <laughs> can go to hell. Why? Because, again, we're starting to see what the system looks like. People say the system is broken. Your system isn't broken, America. Tell the courts, this is exactly how you wanted it. This is the system that works. This is the most American system. What's happening is, is that the people are evolving past you, America. Yeah. You weren't born righteously. This country wasn't born righteously. It's a living miscarriage, dog. And I love this country. I love the bitch. I love her. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's a living miscarriage. Anything born with that type of energy shouldn't be defended as far as, as far as, because don't get me wrong, right? I love this country. I believe I love most of the people in this country. And I believe even the people who have the wrong mindset could be changed if their situations change and their proximity to love to the people that they seem to hate for no reason. Mm -hmm. If that changed, right? The system is literally created to keep those people apart. So America and people of the jury, I ask that you take up the mantle of finding the defendant guilty for obstruction of justice, murder, and debts not paid to the people that they've owed. And we need that back expeditiously with interest. And if you mean to tell me, oh, well, you were never a slave. Well, guess what, bitch? You were never your grandmother. And she left you something when she died. You got that? So shut the fuck up. <laughs> I owe you no explanations, but that's my closing argument. Well, take it away. What do All you right, think? Well, 
I'm going to add a charge of uh, false advertising. And I think that uh, I don't think you should be allowed to have a Statue of Liberty before you have liberty. There I think you go. it should be in the other order. There uh, you go. I actually think, like, I saw somebody getting mad at the Statue of Liberty itself, like, in a political cartoon. And uh, the Statue of Liberty is actually, like, it's helpful because it reminds people of the broken promise. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing of when people go, like, when people are surprised that America has a, it's crazy, but a lot of Americans get surprised when they find out America has an evil history. And the reason <laughs> is because we're taught a, like a, a PG happy, like a Pixar version of American history. Yes. Yes, and you know, and you know what? Like we do history of magic. We should do history of America here. Why not? <laughs> like they have history of magic. Matter of fact, that's gonna be a new segment too that we're gonna do. And history y'all might be America. thinking, "Oh, Nico, this a lot." Guess what? You're right. Well, we're related to Harry Potter. I mean, George Washington. 100%. He's kind of like Salazar Slytherin. You know, he just wanted his own country where he could do whatever he wanted, and he was yes. bummed out that he had friends who called him on his racism. <laughs> A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But even even Godric Godric Gryffindor and all of them are, the, are a bunch of hypocrites because you started a school with this guy. Yeah, he's it's like just ben like Franklin, Abe Lincoln you know? and the Confederacy. Oh yeah, Abe Lincoln's looked at it like this hero, not a fucking hero. You work these people, black people being free was really never a part of it. But they don't teach all that in high school. <laughs> yeah, who would Abraham Lincoln be in uh, in Harry? I don't know. That's that's he, a hard he's, one. He's he's like um he's like Professor McGonagall, dog. He's like Professor yeah. McGonagall, where Dumbledore is really a prick. Dumbledore is really a prick, but you going along with it because that's the plan. And hey, whatever happens, happens. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that for sure. Because uh, Dumbledore so. was a good <laughs> guy. Sure, right. The kid had to die, but he was a good guy. If you look at history, greatest wizard alive and. Honest Abe. Mm. Well, if if uh, if that makes Harry, does that make Harry Martin Luther King? Um, I don't know. I don't think so because Harry got to come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Harry was on it, but Martin was well, getting plotted on by um both sides. The people in the government that acted like they were with him, and then the people that were definitely against them. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe. So, but Harry got to see the end of his story. Yeah, that's true. well. He got to come back after he died. That's a real privilege. True, being a wizard. But at least when Harry was being peaceful, he got killed by the enemy, not people who were, you know, he didn't yeah. get killed by his countrymen. Martin was killed kind of because of the president. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah, if people know this. That, yeah, that that Go definitely happened like that. Yeah, uh, there's an interesting statistic. Um, so after, you'll see how this is related. So after O.J. Simpson was found innocent, there was a civil trial and he was found owing the family of his ex-wife $10 million because that was how culpable the civil trial believed him to be in her death. After yeah. Martin Luther King was died, his, after he was killed, his family sued the U.S. government and in a civil trial and the U.S. government had to pay them $40 million for their culpability in Martin Luther King's death. That means that the U.S. government was four times more culpable in Martin Luther King's death than O.J. Simpson was in Nicole's death. 
So ladies and gentlemen that are listening to the Potterhood podcast, that's literally like the government going, hey, we are Lucius Malfoy. We worked for yeah. them. They really are some like Tom Riddle Understand what you're listening to, people. <laughs> Understand what you're listening to. Because I don't want, like, Hippie Hippie Wish was so nice to reach out to me. <laughs> and she let me know how she had felt as she heard, like, especially the beginning of the last, um, not the last episode of Quarantine Episode 8, right? She sent me a really sweet message. And I told her about how I felt this week. And I found, I found that she said something that a lot of people said of, like, you know, I don't know what to say. Guys, listen to me. That's fine. You don't have to know what to say. You're not the ones on trial here. America is. So for all of you that might still be confused on how you can help, let it go. Help through through whatever your art form is. Okay? And help through educating yourself. And through your community. I mean, there's a lot of ways and, you know, if you're 16 mm-hmm. and you want to graffiti a, a state building, that's fine too. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can donate to causes. You can attend protests. Uh, mm-hmm. You can even just support people, you know, who are doing that stuff. So I would like to make another motion against the United States of America and its media. I want them to be arrested and brought up on charges for sensations, for um, sensationalizing yeah. them bullshit. You know what I mean? I want them to have to come up on charges for emotional distress of the people that they've hurt because I personally don't see the need for playing the videos the amount of times that they do. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a, there's a certain re- repair period that the mind needs, right? Because if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm used to seeing shit like this, and I, you think about how sad that is to say, if I'm used to seeing stuff like this and I'm getting more gray hair, then I imagine what somebody else must be going through. Seeing these images over and over and over and over and over and over and not one positive image. And I want you arrested for privacy invasion. The fact that my Facebook is all stuff like this because of what we talk about and because the phones are listening that's trash we would like our news feeds to return to the most recent stories i.e babies being bored maybe some dog pictures or something funny (laughs) to break up the monotony of people screaming at each other because it's not all bad well that's that's like a really tricky thing about uh the way we have media constructed in this country is like it's all geared towards being a money-making industry and i yes. what you're talking about you would like media that pulls in the direction of moving the people forward like yes media as a social service which a lot of countries have a lot of european countries have mm-hmm. um unfortunately for us to get there as a country we're gonna stop we're gonna have to stop being so obsessed with our bottom line and with things making money and but, uh but yeah. we're let we're less of a we're less of a country and more of a bank we're gringotts dog we're gringotts yeah. we're protecting we're protecting something that we are we really protecting it or are we hoarding it yeah i mean if you're if you're a harry potter fan 
and you think if you've never complained that Hogwarts didn't teach like economics, mm -hmm. then you understand that there's more important things in life than money. You yeah. understand that to create the happiest school possible, they forwent studying the workings of money and that kind of stuff. And uh, sometimes money and society being happy aren't the same thing. Hey, champ. Arthur Weasley seemed happier than Lucius Malfoy. And, uh, you know, my uncle and his wife are still together. Jeff Bezos and his wife are not. <laughs> you understand? Money does not buy happiness. That's why it's good to see. You know what, man? I remember I said on episode, Quarantine episode eight, that it was kind of annoying to see like all the new faces at the, that, that are supportive now. My position hasn't changed, but it's evolved a bit. It's not as much annoyance as it is. I'm very proud to see the people that are, that it seemed like the love affected. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like the moms that went protesting with their, with their children, you know, on their chest. Like once the, once the man called out for his mom, you know, that activated all of them. Or to the, see the number of white women who came out to support Breonna Taylor and all that type of stuff. Because usually, a lot of the times, um, that support isn't there. So yeah, all the white women that showed up for Breonna Taylor, because that's something that usually doesn't happen, or at least that's, a, that's not something that the media usually talks about. You know what I'm saying? To where most times, if it, especially with very feministic things, black women seem to be left out, right? When it comes to support from the other side. But as of late, it seems like more and more people are starting to wake up in general and are starting so, to help. And I think that's dope. So, so yeah. So I just read uh, that the rallies in Brooklyn for black trans lives matter uh, was mm -hmm. because of a trans person who died in Rikers, uh, died in police custody in Rikers. Say that one more time. Will you, you cut out at the most important part. They died in Rikers. They died in Rikers in police custody. Uh, they were being detained in Rikers and they died. And I guess there is not enough transparency around mm -hmm. that situation as well. It's, it's too close to um, Sandra Bland. And again, mm -hmm. this is why we need to bring this country up on privacy charges because you're overly private in some situations and too private in others. How is it that somebody can die in police custody and you don't know? Mm -hmm. How is it that that can happen? How is it there's not even statistics on how many people get killed by police? Notice that. They Rikers is not Rikers is not like the forbidden forest. It's buildings. Like, why is yes. the whole building not on camera? Why are things happening in the building and nobody knows? And nobody knows. There's no reason that this person... Do we, ha we, do we have a name? Uh, yes, I have the name. Let me pull up their name. Um, Paul... Her last name is Polanco. Let me find mm -hmm. the. Uh... So, Laylene Polanco. Laylene Polanco. There's no reason that Laylene Polanco should have had to end up dead in police custody. So, again, I would liken this very much to when um, you remember when Voldemort killed the teacher in front of everybody? You remember that? Yeah. The Muggle and Studies. We don't, we don't really ever get an answer to that. We never really get an answer. People never really get closure in the books and movies, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but we never get closure. And that's what, that's, that's what this is starting to feel like. So, so ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would ask 
that you put the pressure on the defendant to make sure that we get some form of justice for Ms. Polanco. Say Mrs. her Mrs. name. Polanco. Yes. Miss, Mrs. Polanco. Yes. Oh, okay, got you. Make sure you say Mrs. Polanco's name because if you don't, it'll just fade into the, it'll fade into the ether, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that we don't want to happen. But even more so than that, make sure that we hold the defendants accountable for their transgressions because well, it's the you- system that makes things like this possible. There should be, there should be numbers, there should be counts of who we're losing in police custody and how it's happening and why. Yeah. I mean, this is why uh, a couple months ago I kept bringing up Kodak Black situation because Mm -hmm. there was a lot of evidence that basically there was just evidence that cops were fucking with or prison guards were fucking with him while he was in jail. Yeah. You know, they're jealous of him that he's rich and that he's successful at 20 at 21. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they. This is the realest podcast ever because y'all can literally hear our whole lives happening around. <laughs> yeah, we do it for you. Pots and pans in the other room, but yeah. So there's just and anybody that goes, oh well, Kodak Blacks, oh what? You know, he's he's rude. So who cares? That's not you get to be the rude. Point. Yeah, you, you get should, to be rude. And there should be transparency around the powers that be, like. So I mentioned Epstein earlier. The best parallel to Epstein in Harry Potter that could have ever been made is with Barty Crouch Jr. You have this evil yes. guy who does a terrible thing. He's, mm. taking in, he's taken into government custody, and he gets the Dementor's kiss. No trial. Yes. All of that information goes away forever. Goes away. What goes does away, and we never do? know. Yeah. And there could still be more monsters that we never get to find out about. Mm-hmm. Because dead people don't get to tell any tales, and God only knows what you did to them before you killed them. So similarly so, with cops, murkiness around our prison system—it hurts everybody. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, it hurt. It hurts everyone. And again, this is why this is going to be my closing argument, Will, mm-hmm. on the trial of America with the United States and the Ministry of Magic. In closing. The amount that's old can be repaid. The amount of justice that's old cannot be repaid. There's nothing that can be done to replace the lives that were lost and stolen by the system that you created and its effectiveness. It's worked to its highest degree. So I ask the jury, I implore the jury to care more and work more so that people who are born under this flag can actually feel at home because they care enough about it to actually try to make your country the lie that you want it to be. Understand, the only people that are ready to actually make this country great for the first time are the ones that your government is trying to shut up or silence. Because if what you're saying is you have a problem with people being equal, then you're the problem. You don't represent the lie that this country is supposed to be. You're the exact opposite. Unless you admit that you truly believe that the Constitution 
was only supposed to apply to people of a certain skin complexion. And if that's the case, then you don't truly deserve to live in this country because you're going against the main tenet it's supposed to stand for. Your forefathers don't deserve any applause because of who they were. If that's a, if that standard is really being kept to, if so, tear down the statues. Please take the rapists of our people off of your money, as it hurts to look at. Okay, there's plenty of non people that hurt people, or it could just be numbers. Okay, or maybe not even that. Who knows? But I would like for the minor mental jabs to stop. I would like yeah. that to stop. That could happen soon. The you statues are kind of crazy. The statues, yeah, the sta- it'd be like if there was a lost, Bellatrix who- Lestrange statue at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, they had, bro, Central Park, Central Park has like a Columbus statue in it. Central Park used to be black people's dwelling. It was ours. And they bulldozed it to the ground, fam. They bulldozed it to the ground. Central Park belonged to black people. It was a village before it was a park. They bulldozed it down in Northeast New York City to make a park. Meanwhile, these days, they won't even give the kids enough money to build a park. Hmm. So, having said that, I would like the minor mental aggressions to stop. I would like to not have to be described and have my nationality hyphenated considering the fact I was born here. Because I don't think that some of these people are responsible enough to use terms like African-American. Just don't think so. Don't hyphenate my nationality because I'm born here just like you are. If you're not going to hyphenate yours, don't treat me as if I'm different from what you are. Because I'm not. I'm equal to you. So if you're not going to hyphenate mine, if you're not going to hyphenate yours, don't hyphenate mine. Because the same way that your Italian grandmother came here whatever many generations ago, my African great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-
the people who love it the most want to feed the basilisk or quote unquote love it the most want to just make the basilisk bigger and bigger. Right. They want the basilisk to kill more people. And the basilisk is racism. Meanwhile, (laughs) we're literally looking at it and going, "This this is how stupid it is. This is how stupid it is. And this is how stupid some of these people are. They still call black people a minority. They're still calling us a fucking minority as if, as if it hasn't been scientifically proven everywhere that Hispanics are also us. So that means, <laughs> that means, that means white people are the minority. And guess what? You have nothing to worry about because we don't want revenge. We never did. Nobody does. Yeah. It's not even anybody else's thing. Nobody wants it. <laughs> People just want to do their thing. We're down to let those that practice dark arts practice their dark arts. Nobody's saying you can't learn Sucktum Semper, i.e. Nobody's saying you can't go get your gun and go shoot at some cans, dog. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Black What's, people aren't massly arming up to go and run and kill white folks. We don't care. We just want to be treated correctly. Yeah. Period. So, to the people that are born of the sick mindset of the people that used to cut us open because they wanted to see if we had the same insights as white people do. The people that are born of that type of mindset, we are as human as you are. In fact, even more human because we don't even hate you. Get out of our way and let America evolve. But first, you must be proven guilty of your crimes. So, to the Ministry of Magic, i.e. you all listening, I hope that you pass proper judgment in the way of making the proper noise. And that's how I'm going to close my argument. Well, it's on you. What would you like to say to the jury? Uh, well, first I want to say my Harry Potter nitpick and... Uh, I really, this is, this is really frustrating me once I realized that I've realized this. Uh, why do they never go back to the Chamber of Secrets after book two? Exactly. a nice place after that. No basilisk, no nothing. And, they don't uh, even teach a class there. That'd be a great place to have a dueling class. Don't oh, they, yeah. They go it's down the per- there to get um, the basilisk fame. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying, why don't they hang out there all the time? Why didn't they go there back? during the last year and like pop Why off doesn't the Harry, or whatever? Harry should bring Cho there. Why is he messing around at at uh, Hogsmeade? Like, what? A, that's a way better first date. Just oh yeah. By the way, this is where I killed a basilisk. But I think the basilisk's body was still down there. That might not be the best uh, smelling place to be. Yeah, Hagrid's probably like raising an insect army there. Probably basilisk guts. Uh, Probably. It might be the spider's territory now. But yeah, in regards to America, uh, I think that to pull this back to the Crouches again. You know what we need to find? We need to find a witness for the defense. (laughs) (laughs) I could play a witness for the defense, but there's no way. I mean, we know comics who will will take that. I'm not doing that to nobody's career, though. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. 
I'm sure I'm sure we'll have one. You know what? We have some of the dopest people that reach out to us, man, because I haven't found any and I've been waiting for some type of disagreements. Right. I haven't found any. We put these episodes out and people have been supportive thus far. So I hope we don't, you know, have to meet that one fan we got to get rid of. But <laughs> I've, I've been expecting it. But the yeah. hood of the powder hood has been more than supportive. So thank y'all. Thank y'all. Well, I agree. Yeah. What, so what re- do you think, man? In regards to America, I mean, I, th- I think America's uh, guilty in a in a very clear way. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, luckily, luckily, we like this is a more lenient court than the one Harry had to deal with for his thing. And yes, America's not going to get kicked out of Hogwarts as much as it might deserve to. And we don't even want to kick it out of Hogwarts. All we want to do yeah. for America is see its full potential. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah, we're tired of America losing to Ireland and Bulgaria and Quidditch every four years. We got to yeah. do better as a country, you know? Right. And it's like, you don't got to keep lying. How yeah. ridiculous is it that America should not... Okay, I knew I made my final arguments, but to the <laughs> jury, just... Stop America from being able to go into any other place and start a war by saying, we're going to give you what we got. No, 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 no. Any of you countries out there where the United States is like, hey, we're going to make y'all like us say no. (laughs) Okay. Say no to drugs. You understand me? You don't want this. Because racism over here is big because classism is big. And the people at the top 1% are telling a lot of the folk in the next 85% that, hey, I know we keep everything away from you guys too, but at least you're better than some people. Mm-hmm. And some people in that 85% take that little bit of that little bit of BS and it turns them into racists. It's under the umbrella of classism. So the sooner that we can get rid of classism, what gets rid of classism? Evening up the odds. Even up the odds. Because guess what? Yeah. Nobody wants to fight, dog. That's not a black thing. It's well, not a I white got, thing. I got another parallel. So you compared the Weasleys to the Malfoys. I got another comparison. Mm-hmm. So who seems happier? The Weasleys or the Gaunts, because the Gaunts just spend all day just watching muggle villagers who don't know magic and just mm-hmm. feeling superior, but all they're doing ultimately is sitting outside a shitty house hating. watching some other people. Yeah, just hating. Hating. They're like the people that knock the noses off the uh, sphinxes, mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. They're like those people. Do you know how much of a hater you have to be, <laughs> you sick peasant? Do you know how much of a hateful person you have to be? Look at their accomplishment sitting up there laughing at me. Go up there and knock the nose off so it can look more like me. You are ridiculous. And this is the culture that you want to keep alive? Why? Why would you ever want to do that? I would never want my children to grow up with something like that. Because that's the type of jealousy that can transcend generations. Well, what's Here their we big fear? Now. What's I'm the gods' good. big fear? Their big fear is that their the daughter is going to have a different worldview than them. That's the worst thing they can imagine is their daughter thinking differently. Ugh. So, 
you know, and that and that's yeah. the sad part is that that's so right, and that's so much of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Do you? I know you got to run, Will. Do you have five minutes? Uh, I can do five more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll get you out in three. I was just cool. gonna say, um, in Harry Potter, there were a lot of big shifts, right? Especially after Harry started going to school, right? That was a big turning point for a lot of the wizarding community. Here's something my grandmother told me. She said that back when women started to wear pants, that that was like a big, big deal back in the day. I know it might sound crazy, but she said that was a big, big deal. So much so that a lot of mothers down south would teach their sons that no decent woman would wear pants, right? And back in those days, certain people would tell their sons, now you should discipline her, right? Yeah, for wearing pants. That created a culture, those years, domestic violence went way up, went way up because you had bad training infecting the ears of young people. And those young people growing up with that bad training and acting on it. And I think that's a lot of what we're seeing. A lot of bad training, a lot of bad a lot of bad earwigs getting inside of people's minds and they acting on them. So America needs to be held accountable for those things. So, well, but we don't even need to sort nobody. Yeah. Let's end on that. That was great. I think that, I think that was dope. So Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, this has been quarantine episode 10 of the Potterhood podcast. Max, where can they find you? They can find me on all social media at Max Marcus Comedy. Will, where can they find you? Keep reaching out to me on Instagram at Will Posnan. And you can find me on Instagram at Nico White 93. That is at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E 93. Ladies and gentlemen, the Potterhood has a Patreon. So if you would like exclusives, if you would like to be able to give us some suggestions for what we should talk about on the show, please, please, please join that Patreon and leave us your thoughts. Talk to us. It's literally one-stop shopping. There's different tiers. We don't want your money. So if you want to keep it, keep it. But if you want to join Patreon, join Patreon. I ain't good at all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Last, certainly not least, we want you guys to be safe. We want you to stay sane. We'll keep putting out episodes as long as you keep listening. Make sure you guys reach out. I have a comedy album titled Marcellus that you can find on iTunes and everywhere albums are sold. It's spelled M-A-R-S-C-E-L-L-U-S. And if you want to listen to it but might not have money right now and might not have a streaming um, service, just reach out to me. I'll send you the album myself. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's been episode 10 of The Quarantine. I'm Nico White. I'm Will Poston. Mission Mission Managed. managed.